Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Bitch Slap. Season 1, Episode 15, Melrose Place, House of God. House of God. I'm Desi. And I'm Rachel Fisher. Hi. We're back. We're back. We had to take a little break. Desi was ill, <laughs> but she's not anymore. I'm fine. I'm ready to, I'm raring to go. We're never going to let that happen again. No, that's it for me for the year. Well, I guess the year is almost over. Well, that's, <laughs> that's great news. Yeah. Now this episode was particularly exciting because we get a new cast member. Yes. Daphne Zuniga is in the house. Joe. Joe Reynolds. Uh, you know, she looks beautiful. She's gorgeous. I forgot how pre- how pretty she is. She's still gorgeous. I mean, yeah, for sure. But I hadn't seen her in so long. I right. was like, oh, damn, no wonder Jake wants to fuck her like instantly. Oh, yeah. I no, mean, besides the fact that she just moved in. Right. She's a new person in the <laughs> building. Un- untapped. He's gotta. So this episode opens with Billy and Allison going for a run. And Allison is winded. She's not enjoying this run. I like when she said, I don't know what's more exhausting, jogging or listening to you, to Billy. (laughs) When Allison gets a good one in on Billy, it's very good because it's so mean. And there's something just very satisfying about being mean to Billy as his wife in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, when that news about Andrew Shue came out this past week, I almost passed out. I was like, why is Andrew Shue... Trending. He was like in the trend. And I was like, I never would have in a million years guessed why. Uh, But it was very in line with Billy's personality. Like, I was like, of course his wife cheats on him. Right. It's he's it's the curse of Billy. It's it's the Billy Campbell curse. He just can't win. So Billy is a jogger. He's a seasoned jogger. He's doing great on this run. And Allison's like, I just want to go home. But he's trying to keep her from thinking about Keith. Because where we last left off, Allison had just broken up with Keith for good. Right. I couldn't remember because it had been a bit since we recorded what, where exactly we left off with Keith. Right. But uh, it was it was a final breakup. Yeah. She's supposedly. done for good. Yeah. Sorry, my cat is like howling. He missed me. He really missed Um, Ozzy. Yeah, and so Billy's basically trying to get her mind off of it through like Cosmo articles. Yeah. (laughs) Like he's reading how to get over breakup articles, I guess. He's read an article called The 12 Steps to Beating the Blues. And he wants to go through all, all of these steps. And Allison could not be more irritated with this. Yes. 
we then see Joe walking down the street with a newspaper at the corner of Melrose Place and Melrose Avenue. I loved that they showed us. Yeah. (laughs) Melrose Place. (laughs) Like we wouldn't get where she was headed. Right. We know what's going on. Look, this show has only two locations. Okay, three. Melrose Place, B-roll footage of Melrose Avenue, or the beach. Yeah. As far as outdoor locations. Yeah. Yeah. So Joe is walking down the street. Next we see Jane and Michael talking about how they're decor they need to like decorate for a party. I guess Jane has been put in charge of this. It's a work thing. She's on the decorating committee. Right. Yeah. It doesn't even sound like she wanted to do this. It sounds like Michael volunteered her. I just put boring Jane and Michael scene. <laughs> and there's a lot. There's a lot of those. Lot. You would never guess that Michael actually becomes the most interesting character at some point. Yeah. Because these early scenes are just painful. They're it's just so like painful. It's like, I will never get married if this is what it is. It just makes marriage married life look so fucking boring. <laughs> they have the most boring conversations. Um, I don't even know why they like each other other what do they have do you know in common? I mean? they have nothing in common <laughs> I, I just don't get this couple at all so it's not really a surprise it, that, it's only a surprise he goes so far off the deep end that's such it. a good point because we never even see them laughing or joke together no it's very weird every conversation they have is like michael we need to find out the next wallpaper we're gonna do for the house it's yeah. like something they have to do yes it's very weird or a disagreement so it's an intern's mixer for the hospital, and Michael needs to schmooze. Yeah. Because he's an intern, and he wants to get in good with all the, like, top surgeons at this hospital. You get the feeling doctor life, it's very social climbing. Yeah. You, like, want to get the good surgeries. And right. so he wants to be a part of that world. Yeah. Jane doesn't want to go. But Michael, of course, is going to make her. Yeah. And he tells her, well, I'm going to go sailing right now before my rounds. I cannot believe this. He's driving down to presumably Marina Del Rey. Yeah. To well, go of course. to get on a sailboat. For like an hour? <laughs> the sailing is like an all day thing. It's an all day thing. You don't just go sail for an hour before work <laughs> at the hospital, drive all the way to the West Side. It's crazy. Cause that's like you gotta like to untie shit. Put up the sails. I don't know what the fuck you have to do. It seems really hard to sail. Like, I, I it's crazy. And like, after you get off a boat, you need a shower. Yes. You like, don't just go to the, do your rounds. This is an all-day affair. And yeah. he's just doing like a quick jaunt. It's crazy. On the sailboat. But he is going because he's going on the boat of this hot doctor at the hospital. And he wants to like make Get in, in with him. He wants to make yeah. inroads with this guy. Uh, Michael, while he's on the way out, he meets Joe and she's like, I want to see apartment number four. And he's like, oh, it's a studio apartment. She's like, I can't have a studio apartment. I need a two bedroom. This, this little dilemma wraps up within two seconds in in a crazy, crazy way. Rhonda gets her one moment this episode, I, I think maybe there's more little moments, but she's basically comes down to switch apartments with Joe. Right. And to be honest, story-wise, this doesn't even need to happen. We don't need to know that there's a sink. It could have been a double, too. Like, there's literally no reason this whole thing had to happen except to give Rhonda something to do, I guess. Like, that's the only explanation because this is an, you're right, this is an insane scene. I mean, I guess they want her to live above Jake. 
but even that they could have figured out a way to make the water comes from her apartment or whatever. Like, yeah. So they immediately swip switch things. Joe is like bossy. Joe waltzes <laughs> into Melrose Place because she's from New York, so she's sassy. Mm-hmm. So they're like really New Yorking this character up. She just waltzes in. She's like, I want this apartment. No, I can't. It's a studio. Fuck that. I'm Rhonda. I just met you. Give me your two bedroom. Yeah. And Rhonda's like, great, great. And then they they make all these plans. And she's like, and Michael's like, uh, you need to fill out the application. It's like, does she? Yeah. She just totally changed everything. Rhonda's already packing she, and moving. She never, it's a done deal. She never fills out an application. She doesn't meet the owner of the building. She just moves in. And and a, a big selling point for Rhonda is that the neighbors here are all great. But I don't feel like Joe cares. In fact, I think that's going to irritate Joe that She's, the neighbors are all there. She says as much with her body language when like Rhonda's showing her the apartment. She's like, oh, the neighbors are friendly. Ugh. Yeah. She's annoyed by that. She's from New York. Joe doesn't want to make friends. She doesn't need to make friends. This is the last time we see Rhonda in this episode. Oh, is it? I mean, I thought it was. I think so. She might pop up. By the way, I teach aerobics. Bye. (laughs) I teach cardio funk. If anyone wants to join me. Um, Joe, but Rhonda does notice. She's like, wow, Joe's not very friendly. Yeah. She's not nosy like everyone else here. That's, I don't know how she's going to fit in. Out on the sailboat, this, we meet this doctor named Scott who, who it's his sailboat and he has like really insane hair. He also is wearing an insane outfit. Okay. I, <laughs> I was like, I, I, it took me a second. I was like, wait, what the hell does he have on? These shorts were vulgar. The whole thing was like, it's like well, the wardrobe was like, what do boaters wear? Yeah. And then just completely made up something. Because <laughs> it, it was like, it was like a polo shirt. It was shirt. a pink polo shirt with a baggy V-neck sweatshirt but or they, sweater over it. I feel like they were like, we need to make him look boaty and preppy, but... It looked sloppy. Yeah, it didn't look preppy at all. It looked like he rolled out of bed and then <laughs> went to the boat. And then like, he has these really thin khaki shorts that he's cuffed, but they're like very short. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's not a good look, personally. Um, they're talking. We learn that Scott is a pediatric surgeon, and he tells Michael how hard of a job that is and that he should just might as well get into plastic surgery. Yeah. And... They just have a little chat. I mean, Michael should get into plastic surgery and go on Nip Tuck. <laughs> he would be an ideal. <laughs> he fit is, right in. He is like Christian's Wario. Mm-hmm. Like Christian on Nip Tuck, he is that. He is so similar to that vibe. Yeah, he would fit right in. Yeah. So at the hospital, Jane, we Jane <clears throat> has met Scott's wife, who's also waiting around for her husband to get back from sailing. Yeah, and. Michael and Scott return, and Jane really likes Liz, Scott's wife, and they've like become friends instantly. And they decide that they want to take go out with their husbands on a double date. I like when they they were trying to seeing how much they had in common. Right, and it was like we both work. <laughs> we have so much in common. <laughs> we both. I was like, what our, year is it? <laughs> our husbands are doctors. Yeah, let's be friends. Back at the complex. Jake meets Joe, mm. and she clocks him immediately. She goes, oh, you're the motorcycle aficionado. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's me. 
I like Joe is such a bitch. She already has her phone hooked up mm. within like five hours <laughs> because you know how hard that shit used to be. Like it's it's irritating to hook up all your shit now, but back yeah. then it was even more irritating. You didn't have that done first day. No. Um, yeah, she already has her phone hooked up. Jake is like, oh, you've got the best unit in the building. And he helps bring a box into her apartment. I love, this was like so Joe to me. She had one of those rice paper lamps. Oh. Those were very popular. That's like artsy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She had a rice paper lamp. Um, There's some flirting happening though. Like immediately there's chemistry. More than he ever had with Sandy. Way more than he ever had with Sandy. And Jake leaves and as soon as he leaves Joe picks up the phone to make a phone call and she leaves a message for her dad and the message is very cryptic she says I'm fine everything's great don't worry I'm in LA I'll explain everything later yeah very mysterious very mysterious later that night at Montezino's restaurant Jane and Michael are on their double date yeah Michael is wearing glasses (laughs) He wears glasses throughout a lot of this episode, and I feel like was this so that the other doctors took him really see, like thought he was smarter than he is? I have no idea. I didn't even realize he wore glasses. He doesn't, but he wears glasses throughout this episode. Yeah, so maybe it was sort of to look more mature. He's trying to look like very intelligent. Like, please hire me uh, to be a surgeon. So they're having their little double date and Liz is telling a story and her husband's kind of interjecting. He's like kind of trying to tell the story with her. And he's also like doing the funny lines. Yeah. And she's like, can you just not? not?" Right. And this whole story is to explain why she has a bruise under her eye. Yeah. So we know something's up. We we know something's up because Liz has arrived at this dinner with a black eye and she's telling this elaborate story about how she was like fixing the plumbing or something. And why was she naked? She's like, I had to fix something under the seat. He walks in, I'm completely naked. I was like, why? Why was why would you ever go under the sink and fix something completely naked? (laughs) That makes zero sense to me, and I would never It's like maybe you're in the shower and something happened and then you're naked trying to fix something. In the shower. But yeah, like why would that ever... Also, I'd just throw something on before I fixed pipes. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just not going to do that naked. I'm sorry. No. It doesn't seem very like good to me like throw I a t-shirt be a- on it's it's also funny knowing that we know this is this story is a lie that she had to add that in there all i could think about was when dawn davenport said she hit her eye on the fair box yes. The <laughs> yes i was like this story has been done a million times yeah i know what's happened um and then as soon as she finishes her story the guys are like about to start talking about the hospital and the girls are like no we don't want to hear hospital talk and then they have nothing to say. They have nothing to say to each <laughs> They're other. They're like, nice weather today. Yeah. I was like, this is very sitcom. We're yeah. back to that. We're back to that. At Melrose Place, Allison is very weary. And she opens the fridge and sighs. And she goes, what am I doing? I'm not even hungry. Of course, I was irritated. I was too. I was like, oh, shut up, Allison. <laughs> Just pick out. <laughs> when I'm bored... I'm always hungry. Yeah. She's like the type of person who's like, that's not what's really happening here. No. Just have a glass of water. I don't care. <laughs> it's like, so? What's wrong I, with eating something? I, You're eat, not hungry. I eat out of boredom all the time. 
Uh, uh, there's a new decor alert. Okay. <laughs> it is a big, huge teal sun hat that has red and yellow <laughs> trim. How did I miss this? <laughs> it was behind, during this whole scene, it's right behind Billy when he's talking to Allison. <laughs> this huge sun hat on the wall. Why that, is it that's on the all, wall? It's decor. Because it, it, it ties in. It has the teal, the yellow, and the red. I think it was like the brim was teal, oh. the hat part was yellow, and then there was a red trim around it oh. i just i gotta clock those new decor items the decor i noticed in their apartment in this episode might have been the next episode that i don't know if it was always there was the lime green floor lamp oh there's there's a, <laughs> so there's a lime green floor lamp in this apartment uh, this hat was right behind billy the whole time they're having this conversation oh my god it was god. very funny um so Allison's like, I'm just going to go to bed. And Billy's like, Allison, it's 8.30. And he's like, come on, let me take you out for a cappuccino on the boulevard. <laughs> when he said the boulevard, I was like, first of all, it's Melrose Avenue. R- which what boulevard? Bu- what boulevard are you talking about? Sunset? <laughs> like the boulevard? Nobody calls it, it that. It was crazy. Uh, you would just say sunset. Or just like whatever. I've just never heard someone say the boulevard before. Because that would be a far walk to Sunset. It would be a far walk. Even if they're talking about Beverly Boulevard, you wouldn't say the boulevard. You would no. say Beverly. No, it's wild. Uh, so, But he wants to take her out for a cappuccino, and she's like, Billy. She's like, you're being nosy. Yeah. And, and annoying. She says he's being annoying. And Billy tells her that he's just scared that she's going to call Keith. Aww. And she says... Billy, this experience has changed me, and I'll never be my old self again. Good. Good, Allison. <laughs> In the ladies' room at the restaurant, Jane and Liz are watching their hands. Now, this is a very peach bathroom. Yeah, this restaurant is very, like, doctors go here. It's very doctors go here, and it's very, like, this restaurant has a lot of faux finish on the walls. Yeah, it's like that kind of paint where it looks... Splotchy. It's the sponged paint. It's sponge, which like yellow and pink probably to make a peach. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though that peach or pink bathrooms have the best lighting. I didn't. Yeah. I agree. They always, it's always like a good selfie area. Your old bathroom had that pink. It was so good. My old bathroom was great for that. Anyway, um, they're in the ladies room. And Jane notices that there's a stain on Liz's jacket. How? We don't know why, but we know she needs to get that jacket off. There's a, Jane is like completely neurotic about this. She's like, oh my God, get your jacket off immediately. Please, there's nothing on her jacket to our eye. And if anything, it looked like it was on the collar under her hair. Like it was a crazy thing for Jane to be obsessed with getting off of her. It was man, like, it was maniacal. Yeah. Also, it's probably an old stain. It's not going to get out. I we're like BFFs, and I would never just take your jacket off. That's the thing. She <laughs> literally rips her jacket off. <laughs> and the other bizarre thing is Liz doesn't do anything to stop it, knowing what we find out. Right. She doesn't do anything to stop her. Right. It's crazy. See, I feel like they could have gotten to this conclusion, this reveal, in a different way. Oh, totally. This was just so unnatural. This show doesn't do anything naturally. No. No. So Jane takes the jacket off and immediately sees a huge handprint on Liz's arm. 
Like both of them. Both of her arms. Like And these were the largest hands I've ever seen. They're very <laughs> large. These were huge. This is alarming, obviously. This is like a very violent bruise. Which after we have heard the story of the 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 black eye, obviously we know something else is going on here. That's what I meant. Like Liz would not have let her take that jacket off. No. There's just no way if no. she was covering it up, obviously. And Jane in this scene is wearing uh it looked like the Dolce and Gabbana 1993 collection with all the like Renaissance sort of religious <laughs> art on it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was like actually Dolce and Gabbana or like that. I think that was just very popular. I think it was rip at off. that time. Yeah. Um, the next day, Michael, we start the scene with Michael saying, Jane, that is ridiculous. Mm. So obviously, Jane has told Michael, this is what's going on. Yeah. And Michael's like, nah. Michael. <laughs> he doesn't believe it at all. He doesn't believe it at all. He's, he's like, he's like oh. a doctor. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, a doctor would never do that. He's like, he works with kids, Jane. Jesus. Yeah, he's not an abuser. Like, we've never heard of anyone who works with kids before being abusive. <laughs> no, that never That's happens. never happened before, Michael. <laughs> um, yeah, he's like very... Uh, he doesn't believe her. And he's like, that is, he's like, this is wild speculation. He's like, you haven't seen Scott with those kids. He loves those kids. Yeah. Michael's just not, he's a hundred percent not, he hasn't seen any TV movies about like abused women. No. He has no radar. There's nothing like this is on his radar yet. Who was the last person he victim blamed like this? Was it Sandy? I believe so. Yeah. Where he's like, nah, couldn't be. No. Just chill out. Oh, when she was being stalked. And then he was finally like, God, Sandy, I really screwed up. But it's good to know Michael will fully go all in again, not defending women, even right. though he knows he's made mistakes in the past. Because <laughs> I think he also didn't really believe Jane, too, or, or something, during that same thing. Yes. Yeah. So he calls her nosy. I just want to let you know, I don't know if you remember this, but he's drinking a juice box during this entire he scene. He is. <laughs> yes, he's <laughs> drinking a juice box. Which makes his little like, come on, Jane. That is brilliant. Billy brings in a potted plant into Joe's apartment, and he starts hitting on her immediately. He's like, "So you're a photographer, huh? I'm a writer. That's like the same thing." He's so embarrassing. He has no game. No, and Joe is like, "I didn't know there were any real writers in L.A." And I like, Billy just gets fucking indignant. He's like, well, if all you New Yorkers hate L.A. so much, why do y'all move here? Yeah, he's an L.A. stan. Look, that's (laughs) a fair point that he made, because I agree. But come on, Billy, you lost this round. Also, he's not a writer, so she's accurate. (laughs) (laughs) She got you, Billy. She got him. She fucking got you. You need to sulk out of there. Um. Oh, and then, then the, this is the more embarrassing thing, though, because she gets a phone call and doesn't answer it. And he's like, I didn't get any calls for two weeks. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. No <laughs> one called him for two weeks. Nobody calls Billy Gamble. No, he's never had a phone call in the his life. The only people that call him are creditors. Creditors and his mom. Yeah. Billy, <laughs> Billy, come to the furniture shop. We could break your girlfriend. <laughs> so Billy's like, huh. And she doesn't answer it. And he's like, why aren't you answering the phone? It's very suspicious to him. I don't know why he's so suspicious of this. 
It's very weird. He's like incredibly suspicious, and she's and she's like, it's probably like a salesman or a wrong number. And he's like, hmm. And obviously, back then, it's like anyone who might call you initially is probably a wrong number. Like, it's not out of line. Right. This is a good place to take a break. We'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So Jane and Liz are setting up for the party for these doctors and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Liz just sits down at the piano and starts playing. And it is like not the kind of piano music that someone who plays the piano would just start playing. It's like background soap opera music. Yeah. Or like a commercial music. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm... This is some classical piece. Some classical piece or even like, oh, I'm playing easy like Sunday morning or whatever. She's like playing the music when Allison's depressed. Yeah. It's so bizarre. And Jane is like, wow. You're, wow. And Jane starts talking about how hard it is being a doctor, but also how hard it is being a doctor's wife. Yeah. And Liz is like, I can't even go near the piano when he's home. Yeah. That's not a good sign. Shut, shut that fucking piano up. <laughs> That's an imitation of her husband. That's what he sounds like. Right. Like he yells at her because he, yell- he probably wants complete silence. Right. Because yeah. it's all about Scott. Yeah, go Scott your, had a hard day. Go in your fucking boat, Scott. That's what the boat's for. Fucking go out there, have a beer, settle down. Fucking asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, so, so Liz is like, sometimes no matter what I do, it's not right. And and uh, Jane says, sometimes he gets angry. Or she, somebody says, sometimes he gets angry. Yeah, I think Liz is like, he gets angry. So it's this is like very... She's hinting around it. She's hinting around it, but she's not saying outright right. what's going on. But Jane's putting two and two together. Jane's got this figured out, and but then Liz changes the subject, and she her immediately like her personality changes. She's like, "Oh, we gotta get these decors up." Yep. Oh. She's <laughs> like, "Let's go to lunch." Yeah, let's go to lunch. I'm buying. Yep. Allison is in the laundry room at the complex doing laundry, and she finds Keith's <laughs> shirt in her basket. Just perverse. And right as she's about to take a huge whiff 
Joe walks in. <laughs> but what I loved about the scene is that she kind of just relents and decides to sniff it anyway, even though yeah. Joe is there. She stops for a second, but then she secretly sniffs it, yeah. whiffs it in, she does a deep inhale of this shirt. I bet that shirt smells really bad because I don't think Keith was deodorant. It's like natural deodorant, seawater, and yeah. semen. Ew. <laughs> he like wiped off on it and his shitty bolognese sauce oh yeah it Ugh. smells like yeah, that too. it's gross um but allison loves it she's like inhaling the shirt she's a wreck joe meanwhile is trying to get the dryer to work and allison's like you have to kick it this is such an irritating scene <laughs> It's, it's just so like the kicking. Stupid. And it's so just never ending. They both start kicking this dryer to get it to work, and this sends both of them into a fit of laughter, and they bond over the fact that they're kicking this dryer. And then they introduce themselves, and Allison's like, um, what's your excuse? And Joe's like, I broke up with my husband. And, and Allison's like, I just broke up with somebody else's husband. That's actually makes Allison seem way cooler than she is. Yeah. It's like, no. She, like, she, she, it's not typical for her. No. She wears floral sundresses still. And vests. <laughs> yeah, vests. Uh, the dryer starts working again. Yay. That night, Jane and Michael are driving to the party. And Jane is still trying to convince Michael that Scott is an abuser. And she's like, this isn't just a gut feeling anymore, Michael. I talked to Liz. She's clearly a victim of abuse. And Michael's like, well, did she ask for help? And she's like, no, you idiot. (laughs) Clearly her becoming friends with me and like giving me these hints. Yeah. Is like her way of asking for help. And Michael's like, if she hasn't specifically said (laughs) I'm being beat by my husband, it's not happening. Like, he is like absolutely, yeah. He's like he's in denial. He's in total denial. And then he goes, well, "What are we supposed to do?" He changes tax. Yeah, he's like, "Okay, it is happening, but what are we supposed to do?" <laughs> let's say that's true. <laughs> it's so <laughs> fucked up when he said, "What are we supposed to do?" It sent me over the edge. Um, and he's like, well, "What about Scott's career? It's, it could be destroyed." That's that's a line of reasoning that hasn't gone away. Right. What about the men? Is it really worth destroying their life over these accusations? <laughs> like it's just like, uh, yeah. Uh, Jane is disgusted. Yeah. She is fucking disgusted with her husband. At the party, Scott is introducing Michael to everyone, and Michael is just loving it. He's like, see, he's not a bad guy after all. He, he knows people in the hospital, Jane. Liz, meanwhile, is sitting alone in a corner with a long strand of pearls. So Jane goes up to her and Liz like kind of tries to leave because Liz realizes she's given away too much. And Scott's kind of onto them. And Scott's onto them at this point. And Jane finally just says to her straight up, he's hit you, hasn't he? And Liz is like, okay, it was one time he hit me. And she starts crying and then she leaves. Then Scott approaches, and he's like, where'd Liz run off to? And he's creepy as hell. He's like trying to let Jane know he's on to them. He's like, you women, you love to talk, don't yeah. you? He grabs her arm. Yeah, he, he gives her an arm grab, and Jane's like, oh, he is handsy. Yeah. Michael comes up, and he's like, hey, guys, join the party. 
completely oblivious. He can't read any body language at all that his wife is like really uncomfortable. No, he's clueless. He's completely clueless in this moment. And Scott's like, oh, Michael, I have someone else to introduce you to. He's an Italian. He's a diehard Italian. (laughs) (laughs) He's a diehard Italian. (laughs) I was like, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? I honestly love it. I want to be a diehard Italian. <laughs> Am I a diehard Italian in that I'm diehard about my love of Italians? Yeah. Is that what that means? He's a, I, 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 it's like, it's, he's like, oh, he's going to love you, Michael Mancini. He loves, he's a diehard Italian. He loves Italians. Yeah. He's like, come over here, you spaghetti eater. <laughs> Get over here. Let me introduce you to this other Italian. Uh, the next day at the hospital, Scott says to Michael, Liz told me what Jane insinuated. Michael is like, hey, your life is none of my business. (laughs) And Scott's like, I didn't, I never hit my wife and I never would. A rumor like that can be very bad for me. And then he starts having a meltdown and he's like, I'm a doctor. I could lose my job. Yeah. The music's very dramatic. That night, Joe and Allison are getting drunk at her apartment. Joe is wearing an insane sequin vest. She looks like a magician. That black and gold. It was like gold spiral sequins. Yeah, it was wild. I was like, no one from New York would wear that. Nobody. (laughs) That's not... It's just to contrast with Allison's florals. Like The thing I love about when someone, whenever someone's from New York on a TV show, they always just dress them in black. They think like right. if they're wearing black, that's that's a, that's a New Yorker, which might be true for a lot of New Yorkers. But it would be more chic. Like what she's wearing is like just like a cheap contempo casuals vest. Yeah, <laughs> like, just like like give that to Allison. Exactly. Allison was probably salivating over yeah, that. She's vest. like that's so chic. Even though that was a little flashy for Allison. A little flashy. It was a little flashy. But it's still for a her. vest. But that would be a vest that Allison would wear to like a formal event. Yes. Yes, she'd be like, over, wow. a over a jewel tone. Over a jewel tone chenille type bodysuit. <laughs> and some pants. Some slacks. Some slacks with like a sensible heel. Yeah. Um, they're bonding though and they're getting drunk. And we finally see one of Joe's photographs, like her oh, art. God. It's a self-portrait and it's very moody. It's black and white. And Allison's like, wow, that's bleak. She's also like, who's that? It's like, that's Joe. <laughs> it looks exactly like her. <laughs> they show it. It looks just like Joe. Yeah. Who's that? <laughs> she must have been drunk. Um, and Joe's like, that's the married me. Mm. And Allison's like, why'd you marry him? And she explains that she mistook security for love. Her husband was a wealthy guy. And she thought, yeah. hey, I lucked out. might as well marry this rich guy. Then they decide to go to Shooters because she's like, take me to the hot place in town. When she said that, I was like, we're going to go to Shooters, aren't we? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> also, why are you asking Allison to go where the hot spot is? I also love the idea that the writers are like, they're still trying to get us to believe that Shooters is so cool. It's not. It, <laughs> look at Shooters. Like she could have just said, take me to the local watering hole. Like, where, where do you guys go around here for fun? No. But not the hot spot. They really want us to believe that Shooters is like a place where very hip people yeah. hang out and like culture is happening. And look, we've seen Shooters. The Melrose 
place people are the hottest ones there. Everyone else is like ugly. It also <laughs> bad style, like all different weird kinds. Like the well, only, as we see, the only sh- culture that happens at shooters is like really bad mozzarella sticks. Shooters doesn't even look like it would be in LA. No, it, it looks doesn't. like it's like um you know some small town like bar. Shooters is the bar that people who are coming home from college go to on that like night that everyone drinks the day before yes. the day before Thanksgiving. Yes. It's that bar. And it does have bar food so you can drink and have some food. Yeah. Um so they go to Shooters. They they found two dirt bags to play pool with. Total dirt bags. They're like Every dirtbag at Shooters, they always have like the bandana. These guys have really long hair. Yeah. That's like wavy. It's they have wavy. Frizzy. They, <laughs> <laughs> one of the guys, they're like, you know, if we win this next round, we get to take you out. And the girls are like, well, if we win, we get $70. And Joe is up next. And of course, she's good at pool. Yeah, they lost the first round, which was clearly Joe kind of leading them on. Yes. That she's not good at pull. Right. Because then she hits like every ball in. She gets all the balls in and the guys are furious because they don't get to take the ladies out and now they have to pay up. And they don't want to give the cash away. And finally they pay up and the guy, before, like as they're getting ready to leave, the guy's like, bitches. And he tries to attack her. He tries to <laughs> when he said bitches, I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Then he literally one of the guys has to stop the other guy from attacking Joe. He lunges at her. He lunges at Joe like he's gonna punch her in the face. Nobody in shooters even turns around. It was crazy. It was nuts. Um and Joe says, That may be, but this bitch just beat your pants off. <laughs> Anyway, it was so crazy. Allison's into it because she's drunk. She but, was like scared during it. Yes. She's like not a good wingman because she's like, Joe, let's just get out of here. <laughs> Back at Jane and Michael's, they're getting ready to go out to a movie, but the phone rings and it's Liz and she needs to talk to Jane. She's crying. Then we cut to Jane and Michael driving over to Liz's house to go pick her up. And when Liz gets in the car, she's fucked up. She's also like hiding in a bush. Yeah, she was like... Is that like her house? That was her house. So she's just in front of her house hiding. That's really scary. It was really scary. They get her in the backseat. She's all beat up. So they're going to take her back with them to their apartment. And at the apartment, Michael is patching her up. And she (laughs) says like the most devastating line. She says, this is usually Scott's job. Aww. And I was laughing at the idea that Michael had to be a doctor. What? I was like, do we really need the doctor to do this? Like, she just had some like cuts on her face, but it was like all this pile of like stuff. It was a lot of gauze. It was a lot of um, ointments and stuff. I was surprised they didn't take her to a hospital or like a police station. Yeah, I mean, to maybe re- yeah. to report this. Um, and Jane tells her, "You can stay as long as you like." Liz starts talking about all the excuses that Scott makes after he hits her. And here we go. Michael finally is like, I can't believe I didn't see this. I'm sorry. He's like, I should have done more. (laughs) You had the chance, Michael. Yeah. It's like Michael needs to literally see it. 
And right. then he believes it. He needs to see it happen in front of his own eyes. He's never going to take his wife's word at face value. No. He has to see it. Um, and then, But he still says, I don't want to believe that Scott could do something like this. Yeah, he still doesn't want to believe it. He doesn't get it. Yeah. He's literally known this guy for like two days. Yeah. What is it about him? That We've he, never seen him before. He's a doctor. Mm. That's it. Allison then takes Joel Joe to what looks like Mulholland. Is that the spot where Jake took Allison? I think so. Yeah. And Joe is like, wow. She must be really drunk. I don't know how they got up here. I hope they took a cab because they're wasted. They called Billy <laughs> to drive them. They called Billy. Billy, this is just business. You're not to hang out with us. Right. Just drop us off and sit, go. Sit in the car. Wait for us to be done. <laughs> Having this moment. And Joe is like, maybe Joe did a line. Because that's the only explanation for how she could have driven them up there. I think Joe, this in my head canon, Joe did a line. Because that also explains how excited she is. Yeah, for this bullshit moment. She's like, wow, everything's great. I'm so excited about my new life and all the freedom that comes with it. And she's like, I've alienated everyone in the building, haven't I? And Allison's like, not me. (laughs) Joe explains to Allison how scared she was to live without a man. And then she takes out a bottle of psych meds and she's like, guess I don't need these anymore. And she just throws them. Like, you might need those. I know, I was like... What are those for? Right. Because, like, if that's just, um, you know, Xanax for anxiety or whatever. If that's like a take as needed Xanax and you're not addicted to them, fine, throw them over the mountainside. But if that's like Zoloft or Prozac or whatever, right. You can't, you need a doctor to go off. I thought that was a bizarre scene that you would never get away with today because so many more people are open about their meds. And and a lot of people would be like, well, what is that? You can't just stop taking something. (laughs) And it's true. Like Also her reaction to after she throws it over the side of the cliff, she's like, no more safety net. No, the whole thing is very uh, problematic uh, because they don't really explain much about it. It was pretty funny. Um, so, right, it's it's also something that someone you love would do, and you'd be like, no, 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 no you're not. You're better because of the pills. Right, <laughs> that's, that's why you feel better. Right. Don't stop taking Don't the stop pills, taking Joe. Them. Yeah. At the apartment. Oh, sorry, I already said that. Um, when Allison returns, of course, Billy is waiting up for her. Of course, he's always waiting up for her. And Allison is like, Billy, I'm back to my old self. Yeah, I'm happy now. And he's like, oh, I'm still reading your magazines. I took a quiz. It says I'm the perfect guy. Uh, They say goodnight. We have the little sitcom moment to wrap this storyline up. And the next day at the hospital, Scott confronts Michael. And he's like, I saw you with Williams. And Michael's like, I didn't say anything. But I got an appointment with Levin in five minutes, and I'm going to tell him everything. Yeah, Scott's losing it. Scott is losing it, and Michael's like, you're a sick man. You need to go to therapy. And Scott can't handle this, so he slams Michael up against a locker. I laughed because I was like, wait, why are there lockers? <laughs> like it was high school. He slammed him into the because locker. They're in the break you room. dweeb. Yeah, he put you in the locker. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're a surgeon. 
Um, and then he lets go of Michael, but he goes, he runs over to another locker and he punches that locker. Yeah. Just to show how not violent he is and how in control of his temper he is. Um, and Scott is like, I'm finished. Yeah. And then he starts crying and he's like, you don't know how it is, man. I work with kids. <laughs> and Michael's like, that's no excuse. No. And Scott is like, agrees to go talk to Dr. Levin, who's like their boss. And he, he's like the head of the hospital or whatever, surgery. I don't know why Scott thinks it's like better if he goes with Michael. I guess because it looks like he's being accountable. I guess so. So they, he's like, Michael, come with me. Please, Please. I'm scared. <laughs> That's like the last scene we have of yeah. the storyline is like them walking to Dr. Levin's office together. Yeah. We have no idea what happens. Yeah. But the good news is we do find out that Liz has gone somewhere where she didn't tell Scott where yes. she was. So, so she's, she's like, she's left him. Uh, the very next scene, we cut to Jake's insane shower curtain. <laughs> I took a picture of it. Okay, good. I got a picture. Did you also notice that Jake does not have a shower head? It's just a pipe. What? <laughs> there was no Why? Like, there was no head with like <laughs> it the just spray. The, it was just the it tube. It was just the tube. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a hose. Yeah. I was it, like, what? I was like, Jake, go buy a fucking shower head. They're five dollars. Like isn't he like handy? It was crazy. Isn't he super handy? No. Even though I would believe that Jake's like, ah, oh, who cares? Oh. Water's water. Yeah, water. <laughs> I would believe that Jake wouldn't care about that, but that is deranged. Uh, all of a sudden he screams. This is a classic sitcom moment where the shower water goes cold. Yeah. And, and he has warned Joe about this. He's warned Joe about like, if you're brushing your teeth or using the, sh- we can't use the shower at the same time. Which is crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, we get some really intense slap bass, like some Seinfeld esque. Yeah. It's that Seinfeld esque. He puts a towel on. He just goes on to Joe's apartment in his fucking towel, wet. His wet, thin towel. You can see his ass cheeks. They are perfectly like, <laughs> they are like sculpted, sculpted, jutting out of this towel. Yeah. You can see his dick. It's, I like how he would. Go, it's like if I was that mad about the shower, I certainly wouldn't go into the cold air wet. No. Yeah. No. And and march up to this girl's Why not apartment. just like bang the broom on the ceiling? Although or if I had Jake's body, I would probably be shirtless all the time. That's true. We want more of him to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he goes to Joe's and he's like, they have a little funny exchange about the water. And when he walks away, Joe walk, watches him. So she's kind of feeling it too. She acknowledges this is a hot man. Does she, does she, does she say definite possibilities? No. Oh, I wrote that. So, <laughs> so the very last thing we have, the very last line is Billy on Jake on the way back to his apartment, he runs into Billy and Billy says, so. What do you think? And he, Jake says, definite possibilities. Oh, he says definite possibilities. You said, does Joe? I know, but I didn't know who said it. I just had it written down. Oh, yeah, yeah. He does say So def- he says definite possibilities. Okay. Jake says definite possibilities to Billy as Got in, it. I will definitely consider fucking her. Yeah. Well, they're pretty flirty because I like when she's like, how come whenever you're hot, I'm cold? Or, yeah. or something like that. Like yeah. they try to do this flirty thing. They're we know they're fucking... 
We know they're into each other. Yeah. And they're going to fuck Because they're like the edgy people in the, the building. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're the edgy people who also have like kind of tempers. And they're mysterious. Yeah. And kind of like don't want to get close to people. They're brooding. They got trust issues. They have dark pasts. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so yeah. That's episode 15, House of God. I'm glad Joe's here. Me too. We still haven't figured out why this episode is called House of God. Like, why? Was there any reference to God or religion in this? I didn't no. see anything. Is it? Is it because sometimes people think doctors are gods? No. I've never heard that. Maybe. Really? I, mean, I think I'm thinking of that Alec Baldwin movie where he's a doctor. And he's like, I am God. Oh. <laughs> I think that's called Malice. Oh. Maybe that, that's where I purely have that would the information the from. Link. That's where I learned that doctors are gods. Um, um, that, that's the only thing I can think of. It's inexplicable. Exp- it's inexplicable. It's inexplicable. I told Rachel that initially I was like, oh, are they like in a cult? The when couple? the couple came on, like right. I just couldn't figure out House of God. So let us know if you know why it's called House of God. We couldn't figure it out. There was their last name isn't God, right? The God. Scott and Liz God. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. God. Do you think anyone's last name is God? That'd be pretty cool. Like in English. Like it's like any- Oh. Yeah, I was like, like G-A-H-D or something, maybe. I don't know. Josh Gad. Gad. There's <laughs> That's a Gad. Close. That's very close. <laughs> Um, okay, okay, we'll see you for next week. Bye. Our next episode. Bye.